When you are building something no one has ever seen, something no one has ever imagined, who can you turn to for help? The answer is the other people who are facing the same issues you are. Those product inventing, boundary pushing, design obsessed folks who are just like you. Welcome to AWS Startup Stories. I'm Michelle Kung. And I'm Michael Copeland. What follows are the tools that work, the leadership practices that make a difference, and the lessons you only learn by building a company. And one more thing, what startup jockeys do with a very rare item, their downtime. So let's get to it. Tool, practice, lesson, and something to do when you aren't neck deep in code. Welcome to AWS What Works. I am here in Lisbon, Portugal with one of, and I'm going to embarrass you a little bit, George, one of the best designers I know uh, and thinkers about design and just things generally. George Pechnik, uh, Chief Innovation Officer from WeTransfer. That's right. Well, thanks for joining me. It's such a pleasure to be here. So I want to talk about what you're doing. And you know, you were one of the co-founders of 53, which we all know and love. How is the, it's been about a year now since you guys joined up with WeTransfer. What's been going on and, and what are you guys doing the same, differently, um, and what's the opportunity? Yeah, so the, the acquisition between WeTransfer and 53, I'd describe that as actually a really huge judo move where we're able to take like the, our mission of making creativity more accessible and take it to a larger, larger stage. WeTransfer is one of the biggest creative brands in Europe. It's fairly is relatively unknown in the United States. 50 million people come to WeTransfer every month to send over one and a half billion files, right? So there's a lot of activity on that site, but there's only really one product supporting it. Right. So what we saw is a huge opportunity to essentially add a set of tools, a set of creative tools to make creativity more accessible, allowing you to take your idea from the initial napkin sketch in an app called Paper, all the way to the final delivery, client delivery, finished work in our transfer and delivery product. Yeah, and, and you've built a career on building products that help people do better design, more efficient kind of you know, inputs, drawings, like that sort of unlock, you know, whether we're good at it or not so good at it, we can get better, but unlock what we can do creatively. Yeah, it's, it's human potential, right? Whether it was like a word processor or presentation tool at at Microsoft or allowing you to take a better photo with uh, computational digital photography, better sketching with paper, better now it's better presentations and collaboration with Paste, uh, one of our most exciting and recent products. Being able to hold on to your ideas with Collect, it's always been about like augmenting the human and, and its, their capabilities. Well, I want to get into our questions that we ask on this podcast, but I want to sort of back up first and just because you know, I, I, like I really admire what you do. Like, how do you think at a high level about that unlocking human potential and, and the sort of the interaction between the products that you design and build and then push out there in the world and the people that use them? Like, what, what are things that you think everyone should think about in, in that kind of interaction between people and products? Yeah, essentially, as much as people say I'm a designer, by training I'm an engineer, right? And so I come from the church of tech. Like, I believe in technology from stick to stone to printing press to, like, servers in the cloud, right? I mean, technology is a huge enabler. And then you can ask yourself, well, what is it enabling, right? And for me, the thing is that it should enable, like, the, the driving force has always been, let's, let's enable a more richer human experience. And it starts with, like, and I think, like, the most important thing it means to be alive is to create. So supporting people's creative pursuits in whatever form or shape they come, right, to me, it seems like the best application of my engineering training. Right. 
And it does require a lot of design because you got to understand people, right? And human systems, how people come together and create together, right? So that's really where I see the marriage. But it's, it's very simple. I love and believe in technology and I want to see it serve the human need to create, right? All right, let's jump into these questions. Give me a tool, and maybe you can't say paper, but maybe you could, uh, that you use on a regular basis. A tool that you can't live without. Tools you can't live without. I mean, can I use, call one of our own tools? Of course, yours Paste, our yes, team collaboration sure. product. That's been transformative, right? Because I'm a very visual thinker, and Paste has become like the visual heartbeat of a team. You know, I work with a team in Amsterdam, in New York, Seattle, LA. So for us really coming together and being able to like see what everyone is doing, on an ongoing basis and making essentially our work much more transparent, right? In a good way, not in a way that, you know, everyone wants to get updated, but rather, no, people do awesome work and quickly share it. You know, that's what, what Paste does. Paste also then pairs very closely with Slack, right? right? So team communication, collaboration, and Paste for me have been true game changers. And is it the outcome sort of speed and then sort of quality or like, how does that combination then sort of ladder up to the end product or, or even like working together yeah. at a high level? Yeah, so a lot of end, I mean, end users really like Paste because it makes them look good. It's a much faster way to put a presentation deck together. But the company or the team really adopts Paste because they actually get to start seeing more of all the work people are doing, right. right? And that's sort of essentially where it actually allows for a much faster iteration, much quicker, um, you know, rates of iteration, right? So companies like from, you know, Peloton to Shopify, like a lot of their UI teams have like gravitated towards Pace because it allows them to just get their ideas out faster, seen by more people within the company. And as a result, you end up with better, better products at the right. end. A leadership practice or routine? Something you do with your teams that you really think works? Um, so many. I would say, like, since we're on the topic of team collaboration, I've done this many, many times now. Uh, get people to organize their Slack channels. <laughs> right? Most of the time when people say, it's like, oh my god, Slack or Microsoft Teams is distracting. The thing that usually happened is that, you know, that, that, that those technologies were chime, you know, were just rolled out without much thought of what a channel structure or communication structure should be. Right. You need to be as diligent about your organization design as you're about your communication design. And one of the key techniques for this is actually creating channel categories. This is about a location, this is about a project, this is about a, uh, a team of people. Use channel prefixes for that. Interesting, and, and, and if you don't do that, it becomes this cacophony that we all just sort of tune that's, out, right? That's right. It's, 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 I would liken it to rolling out email without telling people how to create an email address. Right. And it's and this has happened like in many of companies and you know it, it also creates like you know just even figuring out like how long does a channel live? Who makes decisions? What type of decisions being made here, right? I mean like there is a tremendous especially for remote or organizations that are working cross-disciplinary across multiple time zones, understanding what sort of the, the protocol for communication is within a channel is key and it's a huge enabler. A lesson learned. This could be something that you were happy to learn or something that you were like, oh, we'll never do that again. You know, it's been fascinating. I, I, I designed a digital photo frame product many years ago at, at, at a company called Microsoft. And heard of that company. Yeah, yeah and, it was, and it had this radical feature of uh, downloading photos from Facebook. At that time, it's 2007. It was very wow, radical. Wow, that would have blown it, everyone's it, mind. It is yeah. radical because, like, Microsoft was all about keeping your data safe on the PC. Right. And, you know, the product really, like, 
rattled you know, the leadership at Microsoft at that time of like, why would anyone want baby photos from the internet, right? <laughs> right. Well, you know, and, and the lesson from that was like, look, you know, when you're designing products or designing systems, you really have to think about the brand and the culture and the values of an organization and design that in mind too. Uh, I learned that the really hard way in 2007. I had a lot of people yelling at me. Now it's 2019 and it's becoming even more true. Like when you're designing and building products, just keep in mind like what are the values and what's the reason. Just ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing because we can build so many amazing things today and we should be building amazing things but have a really good answer for why you're doing it. I have to ask though, like in the context, like if I had access to that picture frame in 2007, you know, I would have gone nuts over it. So yes, understand that you need to design within the context of a company's culture and, and brand and, and sort of mission. But what if that product deserves to be out there in the world, you know, anyway? Yeah, well, it's part of the design. And that's sort of the part that failed with the photo frame at that time was that I didn't help lead the cultural shift that wouldn't have made it okay for a company right. like Microsoft to understand that you could be getting data from the cloud. Right. And the funny thing is like, even with Samsung, I mean, they saw it more as a small TV rather than a photo frame. Oh, it's fascinating right? how people so frame a reference, and, and yeah. Of, and of course, right? And so in addition to delivering the product, it also means working with the teams and getting, like connecting, to, you know, in this case, it is a transformative product for Samsung in a small scale and for Microsoft as well, right? But having them see where this is headed right. is just as important as building sort of the product itself. Finally, what are you binging? What are you watching, listening to, reading? Oh my, no. In all no, your no, vast no, no, spare like, time. Okay, yeah. it's, it's, I, the, the last episode that I saw, like, on, like let's jump right in, was actually inside Bill Gates' brain. <laughs> now, if I don't sound like a Microsoft fanboy, <laughs> yeah, but what yeah. is it? But it's actually a remarkable episode uh, for just seeing someone who, who takes on long-term challenges and in our instant gratification world of today, like remember the biggest luxury probably is to work on problems that are meaningful to you and having a long time horizon to solve them. Right. All right, let me summarize. Tool, paste, of yes. course. A leadership practice or routine is? Slack channels and categorizations for them. Yes, and lesson learned is design products within the context and culture and, and mission of the place that and, you're working. And sometimes it means you have to design for the culture change as well and then get inside Bill Gates' brain. That's absolutely right. <laughs> George, thank you so much. It's great seeing you, Michael. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening. Do us a favor and leave us a review. And if you know someone who we should have on the show, or maybe it's you, reach out to us at startupstories at amazon.com. And subscribe to AWS Startup Stories wherever you get your podcasts. 